no 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 podcast Blurgoth, Blurgoth, he's our man. If he can't do it, fuck! I regret, I regret what I just did, just so you know. <laughs> Worlds. You know what you don't see either in the abyss or you know, hell? Janitors. They have no fucking janitors there. Oh god, oh god. <laughs> it's the wacky waving, waving in front of the wall. <laughs> I was 6'3 in high school, though. Like, I was this tall in high school. Which is Same. crazy to me, because you're, you're, you never seem... Like, it, it must all be in your legs. Because when we sit, we're, like, the same height, and then you stand. And I'm like, oh, you're actually taller than I, I am. Even, like, right now, I'm, like, slouching a little bit. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Hey, now you actually look like you have some height to you. I just pictured your legs going like up to your belly lean. button or something. Yeah. Yeah. I am, I am perpetually just slightly shrimp curved all the time. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's so tiring to just like. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, oh, it's so much work. Yeah. <laughs> just like, what well, comfortable? Yeah, no. Who needs a healthy? <laughs> who needs, a, who needs a healthy back? I'm just gonna let <laughs> all my flex. vertebrae just sink together and condense into one solid. Maybe one bone. of those old dudes that's just like hunched over, and I'll still be the same height as Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> Six two, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Someday, so you will were, I. Yeah, you were, in, you were in high school once. I get it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I'm not a tall person. I'm not part of this conversation. <laughs> no, that was my signal to say welcome. Oh, gotcha. Time. Welcome to Outside the Stat Blog. I'm Ben. And I am Jesse. And I'm Chris. And that, unfortunately, was not Ben. He nope. is not here with us today. Um, but that is our good friend, uh, Stephen. Um, Oh, shit! I didn't. I forgot that I was gonna introduce him. Now I didn't get any anything from you. <laughs> That's all good. That's all good. We'll, all right. we'll cover that now. So today with us, yes. because Ben is in the process of moving and sorting his shit out, uh, we've got two guests. We have Stephen, and returning is of course Zach, <laughs> friend of the friend of the show and fan favorite returning guest Zach in the building. That is me, baby. Brett. Size fourteen. Don't forget it. Oh, you! Yeah. <laughs> so, He's got them huge feet. So you guys have met Zach before. You know a little bit about him, but uh, Stephen's pretty new. So Stephen, why don't you tell us? You know, tell us about yourself as far as your relationship to D and D and all that. All right. Um. So I guess. Uh. Let's see. I've been like. Uh, I've only been a player. So I've been a player for the past. It's been two, three, two years, three years. I think. Been like five or six games. Um, and now within the next couple weeks, it looks like I'm going to be trying out, uh, being DM. We get to torture him now. (laughs) Yeah. Can't wait. I know our forever DM left. Um, that's actually how we all met, uh, except for Chris and I. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, no, we're going to have some fun playing, uh, under the helm of Steven over here. Yeah. Um, and actually that kind of. Talks uh, touches on today's subject where we're going to uh, kind of go over the uh, beginner lessons of a of a DM and you know if he has any questions or anything like that for us then we're, we are here to assist. Yeah, basically in the in the spirit of you know somebody new taking over the chair, we're gonna we're gonna kind of hand the reins over to you in that regard. This is gonna be very uh, 
kind of a very you and Zach driven sort of thing because I know Zach, you've got some minor experience with DMing as well. I've done a one shot, yeah. Yeah. But so. I also just want to say, don't underestimate Steven. I'm pretty sure he knows word for word the extended edition of all the Lord of the Rings movies. So like, oh, he's got I, great material. Oh, yeah. I am in no way. Yeah, no, we should throw out that uh, Steven is an English major and uh, probably at uh, about a decade younger than I am. That's embarrassing. But uh, um, he's probably one of the smartest people I know. So, I mean, I think that as DM, he's going to step in and he's going to fucking crush it. Dude. Oh, yeah. No, I I remember five. There's some twisted shit in there, and we're going <laughs> to suffer the brunt of that. I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, no, some of, the, some of the most creative stuff that has come at our games have been from the mind of this, uh, of this young buck, and I can't wait to see what he has planned for us in the game. I mean, shit, you made like a flying spider beetle. I mean, that's just like his kind of like his pet sort of like thing. Yeah, no, just... we I knew what he was. Yeah. To the two five. Yeah. Um, so in our last campaign, he played a uh, character called Five, who was a uh, he was a warforged uh, artificer, um, and he essentially was like a from another plane because warforged are from Eberron, and he uh, came over to like guard this like uh, key relic, which is part of the campaign. Kind of woke up, was woken up by the party because my other character died. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we don't uh, need to talk about that, right? <laughs> yeah, that no, guy got good. locked up. Yeah. We yeah. didn't, we didn't laugh Boom. at the time, but uh, <laughs> he was a giant dick, and we did bring him back to life. It's like so. a lovable dick. But. Yeah, I mean, debatable, but I guess it's subjective. Anyways. <laughs> all right, then. Uh, wow. All right. <laughs> Open it up. Anyway, this has been fun, guys. Uh, <laughs> no, he was Steven, hilarious. Steven's my ride, so we're he actually going to head out. <laughs> uh, don't kill me, Steven. Oh, that actually goes with one of my questions to start us off. Oh, uh, okay. So okay, cool. How do I, uh, how how do do I kill off wanted? one specific player and not make it look suspicious? Oh, um, okay. Okay. Um, all right. Oh, this... Go ahead. So here's what you do is you set up for that whole rocks fall, everyone dies thing. You give everyone else a really easy DC, and his is just harder. Ooh. <laughs> all right. I like that. Chris, why did you point at me? Like, this is we're, we're asking a hypothetical question that right. may or no, may not yeah. occur Hypothetically. Hypothetically. Yeah. Hypothetically, you are in a cursed chair. <laughs> Wait. Ah. <laughs> okay. In all seriousness, let's kind of uh, kick off. Let's. Yeah, I like that. Let's kind of open up, because I'm sure as a new DM, you've got some questions that you'd, you'd like to throw our way as far as like what you know maybe some expectations or something like that so yeah what do you what do you got gotcha all right so it seems like uh like when i've been listening to like ben or other dms that there's a lot of uh like background that goes into like npcs or like the environment they create around them um so like how in depth should i go with that should it be more like improvisation should i write down like some key details and then just go from there should be super in depth with it what do you guys think all right um, want me to kick it off? Yeah, yeah, take All it. right, sure. Uh, so what I would suggest doing in this in this case is um, it's there's multiple ways to DM. Um, ben is uh, a great improviser, and it's also come on the back of like 15 years of DMing. So, I mean, he's very good at what he does. Um, I started off being somebody that wrote down everything and realized that I found that it was easier to improvise. Because when you write down everything, um, you tend to, well, I tended to want to connect everything. And it just made everything so much harder and more difficult for myself. And I had to think much harder about how things are playing out, the answers that are being given and everything. Where when I had like 
just an idea of how things were going and what I was going to do for, let's say, that game session and that I knew, like, how that arc was going to go, right? And I knew what we were going to be doing in the next couple game sessions, and I would have that stuff written down. I would be, uh, it was just much easier to go, okay, now we're going here. Oh, they're going to stop and do this other thing? All right, cool, sweet. We can get back to the thing that I had written down before, but yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, no, you took a left, and now you're in a swamp. Let's do this. <laughs> um, and, I mean, uh, on that note, when you write down a lot, there's always a lot to do for for the, the players, right? Um, but it's also easy to kind of uh, accidentally force your narrative onto them. I, I found, at least. That's me, personally. <laughs> but, I mean, if you wanted my advice, I would say start off what makes you the most comfortable. So if that means you write down everything and you want to get, uh, like, buried in those details, do that. But just know that we're not, we're, you can write down for 20 hours. We're not going to, we're going to touch, like, on an hour of it and then do something unexpected. You know, that's just the nature just, of the beast. Yeah. <laughs> just what happens. All right. In, uh... In my experience with NPCs, I find it's easiest to have, like, I kind of divvy them up in my head into three categories. You have your actual essential NPCs, like, these are the ones that need to exist in order for the plot to move forward. Mm -hmm. I have uh, what I personally consider my for-me NPCs, which is just... Ideas that I have that I think are clever or cool. Fuck it, right? Yeah. Um, the old man that gives the advice. Yeah. Yeah, just something. Uh, it doesn't have to. Don't have to be many. Like I made one. Uh, it was just a. Uh, he was a tiefling bartender who, if uh, if delved into more, like if the party gets really suckered in, they find out like, oh, he has this amazing story attached to him, but it is in absolutely no way relevant to the story. He is there okay. purely for my own amusement. Mm -hmm. And then you have. Names and faces. Uh, the essential ones, obviously, uh, get down what's important for them. You know, every every scrap of detail that relates to how they're involved in the campaign and anything yep. that could be unearthed in the, you know, uh, throughout the whole story for them. You have your for you characters. You could be whatever you want. Uh, a, another personal favorite of mine is I've turned old characters of mine into NPCs. Hell yeah. Which are just, it's, like fun, cool? it's, it's fun for you. And it that's, that's really got to be half of it. Half yeah. of it's got to be you have to have your fun somehow. That's not just writing the story and torturing your players. So sometimes mm -hmm. you grab a little inside joke that's just like, hey, this is fun. Sure. Um, yep. And then you have names and faces, which is exactly what they are. It's just I, I've printed out like lists of generic names. And I'm just, and we're going to use this name, and that's this guy, and then you write down who yep. that is, no. so that when they, like, roll mm -hmm. into the, you know, the main town's blacksmith, and you decide that the smithy's name is, like, Bill Batson, you go, okay, Bill Batson is the smith here, so you can yep. remember that, and then he doesn't have to matter past his name, because they're not going to, nothing else is going to matter. Right, okay. I, I had, um, I had sheets that I can show you before you leave if you wanted that had, uh, that were designated to, like, different towns that I knew the players would come back to or they were currently in an arc in or something that um, I wrote down every essential NPC so that I knew their names, I knew how I described them, and I knew what voice that I was using when I was portraying them, um, just so that I would have that down. I mean, Chris is absolutely... Uh, right, like it's it's a good idea to make sure that you have everything down that 
can be unearthed if there if it is a uh, essential NPC. Um, just because I mean you don't know like what we're gonna ask. Like we can it's fair. Yeah. We could end up asking a question that you planned on this dude being a certain way, but then we ask a question that throws you for a loop, and then all of a sudden like. Oh, shit. Well, I gave a shitty answer, and you feel compelled to go with that. Also, we're all friends at the table. Yeah. If you fuck something up, and you want to go, you know what? I I said this. Doesn't make sense in my head. Like, it's not going to be that. This is the actual answer that he gave, and we're just going to make that canon. Like, we're all going to go with it. We're not going to be like, well, no, you said that last <laughs> time. So, I don't, I don't give a shit. I'm in this fantasy world in my head, and now if you rewrite it, it's going to mess me up. I think Zach might do that. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think, yeah, to Ben, but not to Steven. <laughs> do you have anything, Zach? Uh, so, my only experience DMing was I've run, like, a one-shot, which is kind of like where... I had everyone planned out, and I kind of... In a one-shot, it's kind of, like, more straightforward and a little mm-hmm. more railroaded. Like, okay. there, you weren't going to run into anyone in my one-shot that, like, I didn't know about beforehand. So I guess, like, advice from a player is, like, be ready for our favorite NPCs to be names and faces. Because, like, no matter how de- in-depth yeah. your good NPCs are and, like, how good they are... I'm still going to fall in love with a character yeah. named Air Jordan, who was an air <laughs> elemental that me and Chris played, yeah, like, right. what was it, like, I, we just kept trading up yeah, until we, we got, like... Yeah, we just kept trading up until we made enough profit, like we were that. like, yeah! Yeah, and that, I love that guy, and he was, like, a reoccurring thing, and that was, like, Ben didn't plan that, but... Right, he just became a reoccurring He became an important just, character because we loved him. Yeah. Remember Samuel from uh, the Church of Tear? T... Nope, not Tear. Yeah, it was. Yeah, the dude who died or was, was dying. No, right? he yeah. wasn't Timothy. You mean Timothy? I don't. I'm bad with. You mean names, the young kid, man. right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, Timothy, the one that I brought up. That is was one of my favorite NPCs. Yeah, <laughs> it's always gonna be the we're, we're gonna like yeah. love the characters that like you originally had no plans for and were just a name and a face. And it's I, yeah. and it's nothing to ever take personally. It's just the players are stupid. <laughs> I I mean, in the campaign I was running, I think the players like. I, I don't know. I felt like the the your guys's favorite NPC was the uh, um, the bartender that I just yeah, like Jack. out of nowhere. Like you, I, you guys were stuck in a place, and you're like, "All right, where do we go?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, there's a tavern. <laughs> it's right there. <laughs> yeah, go into it." And then I just had to like on the spot make these characters up, and I don't know. Jack just ended up being like this straight shooting, like really down to earth, cool dude that they just really enjoyed and they kept going back to him like all the time so until they died but yeah yeah. as you do it happens all right so npcs what else you got all right uh i think my next one i was thinking about is like um i guess incorporating like lore like lore the land sort of thing like if i'm making like the base of the campaigns in Faerun, like, how much do I need to know about Faerun? Do I only need to know specific towns? Do I only need to know the Sword Coast? Like, things like that. So, I would say, yeah, generally try and keep it to within, like, the scope of your campaign. Like, if you're not moving, like, if you're if you're in Faerun, if we're probably not going to move outside of, like, the major towns on the Sword Coast, I would say, like, just, like, grab that, uh, grab a PDF or a copy of that, uh, the Sword Coast book. Just thumb through that, get a good idea, uh, and not even like a major idea, of course, just enough of like uh, some of the the factions that exist throughout the Sword Coast, uh, familiarity with you know the major towns, pretty much Waterdeep, Baldur's Gate, uh, 
Those are mostly the two major ones, unless you start um, going, like, way north. Right, yeah, okay, then, yeah. And general, uh, depending on, like, where you want to set it in the in the timeline, because that's the other thing, is that's get, when you get into, like, the real, real deep shit, is the actual timeline of Faerun and the Sword Coast. Like, if you're that, if you're that deep, or your what your campaign is based on is set to that, then obviously frame around that. But otherwise, it's, uh... In my experience, it's generally pretty accepted that uh, your players are never going to, uh, they're never going to be able to track it all. So if you just tell them like, oh, X number of years ago, thing happened and that thing is relevant, they'll be like, ah, okay, thing happened. It won't really matter so much when. Mm -hmm. I will say with that, we have played with one person who knew the entire timeline, like, by heart of that is all impressive. of D&D. It's like Ben's other friend, this guy named Eagle. And just the wealth of knowledge of just D and D slash anything. Oh nerd, yeah, nerdarchy is like. Oh yeah, nerddom is just he has it. Oh, memorized. it's yeah. I've All I've thumbed through it and it's like crazy. it. You would have hated me as a DM. <laughs> <laughs> to, to remember that is because I'm not good at history in general. Right. So I'm like, how? Because there's like the there's all these different era and it's it's wild, but uh, for lore generally. In my opinion and my experience, I think the the more focused you get onto like individual events as they relate to your story is probably what's most important. The general lore of the world is meh. Most players either won't make the connections unless they're directly related to the story, or they'll just ignore it entirely. I also think it's okay to just take a place. Like, you could be like, you're adjacent to Waterdeep, and then we get that name recognition, and then oh, we're, yeah. not, we're not going to be upset if you're like, nothing that is that you know about Waterdeep is this Waterdeep. It's just, like, you yeah. can just take the location and work from it. Yep, you just don't want to have, like, a nice like a nice map, because it is, like, well set say. up. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to... No, you're good. That's pretty uh, shit. The, that's what I was going to say, is uh, if your story that you want to... If your campaign that you want to present has nothing to do with the lore of the land, then fuck the lore. Crumple it up. Toss it. It's great. I mean, it's a great read. It really is. And it's a wealth of knowledge. That's awesome to have. But it, it's just another tool that you can or don't have to like use so i mean if it would be easier for you to not have to go through that because you're already trying to put down on paper all of these ideas that you want to have in your campaign then just toss it aside put down the stuff you have none of us are going to be like at the table going ah, i don't think so you know water deep it, it actually actually it never had the the mountain in the background that you could see over it so so I don't think that's going to work for me. So I, I think might, but I'll definitely to... just be fucking with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the guy that I'm talking about in one of our games, he like, we went to a bar. Like, we were like, oh, looking for a tavern, and Ben gave a bar name. And he was like, ah, this is the bar that has the hole into the Underdark in the fireplace. And we were like, maybe. <laughs> like, how, how did you know? We just got here. And he was like, well, it's always been there. Yeah. yeah Which isn't not, like bad because it is cool to see that, but as long as you're, but, yeah, as long yeah, as you're yeah. not taking away from, like, yeah. in this case, Steven's story. Right, yeah. right, exactly. Yeah, because, yeah, the, Jesse makes a good point. Like, I've, I did an entire, uh, 
like homebrew thing that was all based on the Sword Coast. Uh, I pretty much threw out everything that was actually related to the Sword Coast. I just wanted to use the map because I hate making maps. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's there, yes. That's what I used too. Like I started using um, uh, Dragon Heist. Like that's the the start of the campaign that the pre-written started. That got part way through for a handful of reasons. I decided to. Um, stop that and just kind of venture off on my own uh so when i did that like i i just kind of used the maps after that point i didn't i care about anything and like i mean chris did i use any lore from anything from D whatsoever once we no. ventured into my campaign nothing nothing i made it all up and just used the maps and it was great like i I enjoyed it way better because I was spending enough time making my making the campaign. I didn't want to spend more time on the lore, and I don't think it matters. Uh, the, like I said, there isn't going to be a player that's going to care about that at the table, you know. Uh, uh, as long as you're having fun, that's what D and D's about. Exactly, it really gotcha. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you have to have fun as well. Everyone, you know? yeah. If, if yeah. everyone isn't having fun, it's not good D and D. And I've never not had fun at this table, so. I think yeah. we'll be I hate through in the streak. Yeah, I don't, think, I don't think you will. Yeah, no pressure. It's on you. <laughs> oh shit! Right. Yeah, no, but, don't fuck up. But yeah, that's. that's <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing, dude. That's a that's a pretty good point that we could probably toss onto the end of any any of these. Is uh, at the end of the day, tax right? Fun is the most important thing, and it's got to be fun for us and you. And if you get a couple sessions in and you find out that trying to organize uh, this uh, tome of arcane like lore regarding the world is too much for you, just fucking bin it. Just bin it and be like, hey, you know what? We're not going to worry about that. This is the game. This is what we're doing. Then we can play Curse of Strahd, potentially. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the cool thing with that is once you have your, uh, your overarching idea of the campaign then you'll be able to answer anything we come across. So if we come across something and we ask lore about it, you'll be able to kind of like just kind of whip something up off the top of your dome. Um, I mean, you're you're quick, like you're smart. So, I mean, I know that you will be able to, no problem. Like I have full faith in that, man. Uh, and then like just – sorry, we keep going back to Ben, but Ben really is just so good at DMing. He's so good. Uh, we've had stuff happen in games previously where he doesn't know what – it, the result is so he'll be like i need a few minutes to think everybody take a break yeah so yeah. like if you ever need to do that that is like super cool so if like yeah out of nowhere we do something that just like changes the whole world for yeah. you just take a couple just minutes you're like, good. hold on i need to figure out exactly yeah. how bad you just fucked this up because right. <laughs> yeah. that's that's somehow real. you kill the big bad in the first session all right yep all <laughs> right. Figure this out. i need a minute <laughs> yeah no i mean uh there were there were plenty of times where I did that as well. Yeah. And uh, I think almost every time right before a an encounter, I did that because I wasn't good at, like, getting all, ever, all the information down, all the uh, initiative order down and everything. So I'd have everybody roll initiative. And then I'd be like, all right, we're going to take, like, five minutes, you guys. And then I would just write. I have this sheet that I would write down the order, and I would write down the hit points, and I would make sure I had everything tracked that I needed for the encounter so that, you know, it was a fair and balanced and fun encounter. But, yeah. 
Okay. I can show I can show you that uh, sheet as well. Like uh, before you leave, I'll show you I'll show you all the things I came up with just so that uh, you know you can have a, any tools that you want at your fingertips. You can use if you think they're stupid, dude. Totally cool, man. <laughs> I don't. That's fine. I'll be sure to let you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Did that help at all? Hey. Or? It, you know what? It'll be a good start. <laughs> so you're English major. I assume you want to be it's teacher. It's an audio medium. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's like the question. Why are you laughing? Everybody asked that question. No, why are you laughing, though? That was just funny. Because <laughs> I was going to say it'd be a good start for you. It'd be great as homework assignment. <laughs> I mean, I am like a professional tutor as well. Like, I have tutor certification. Oh, okay. But... Well, there you go. You can grade Jesse's homework. Yeah, I'm not yeah. surprised. So I guess it'd be a, a good follow-up. What do you want to do with your English degree, Stephen? Uh, I mean, I would like to be like a novelist, like obviously like, or like writing for some like big company that I love. Like I love Marvel comics, like being a story writer for them would be great. Like I love wizards of the coast. You should go work at wizards. Right. I'd love that. But yeah, I don't think they just like hire people off of applications. I think they find you. Um, I know that about Marvel comics. I've, I've looked a lot into working at wizards. Actually, I am nowhere near qualified because I'm a moron, but, uh, I know their process is generally, they take a look at, uh, they look to see, like, if you're already, like, previously invested in the D&D scene. Like, if you make a bunch of stuff for DMs Guild, like, that super factors in. Okay. And from what I know, their biggest requirement is an intimate knowledge with the Chicago Manual of Style, because that's how they write all their books. Oh, okay. That's pretty that, much then it. Then I'd be okay with that. Yeah, it's all like... Right. Have yeah, you, you re- didn't have to go to college, bro. I mean, I mean, I did. (laughs) (laughs) I've I've thumbed through that book out of curiosity. Without college, I don't think a normal person would be able to really deal with a lot of that. (laughs) My, my, My knowledge of that is kind of all, like, improvised. I haven't, like, read it. Yeah. So it's really just like. But it's a matter of getting the tools that you need from a higher education to be able to look at that and go, this makes sense. Mm hmm. Because. Like I said, I'm an idiot. I thumbed through it out of curiosity. I was like, how bad could it be? I got through like three pages and I was like, fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, all right, what else you got? All right, so yeah. this one, it seems like we talked about this just a little bit, I think, but like giving information to players. So like mm. giving them like too much information or too little and like, like how do you deal with like how you're going to respond to your players in that way when they're like asking about something. Okay, yeah. So... This is okay. So I have something great yeah. for this. Um, write down the things that the absolute most knowledge that they can have. Right. Okay. Beyond that, like they they won't gain any more knowledge from this. So you have this end point, right? Um, you know this questioning is about uh, going to come up in your campaign. Um, so you have this stuff planned out. Uh, now the the best information should come off of some kind of check. So you make the DC, whatever you deem necessary. How helpful is that uh, information going to be versus how creative are they when it comes to gaining that information, you know? So, I mean, there's a few ways to go about it. So once you get to that point, it's just a simple conversation. And if people are bad at conversations at the table, then that's going to play into how much information they get. You already have the max amount of knowledge that they'll have. And then once they get to the point, if they get to this point, which it's it's kind of like a um, if they, then I. So if they do like that um, certain, I don't know, uh, uh, deception 
that they need in order to try to gain this information, that that's going to be a DC. If they do a performance, that's going to be a DC. They have to roll, you know. So once if they pass that, then they get all the information. Just make sure that when you're thinking about the storyline and the the players that are playing it. Um, the maximum information that you're giving is what you want them to know. Also, uh, players are stupid, man. Like, we're dumb. Like, we, we all are when we're playing. As a DM, you will see this, too, is you can write out these very simple fucking things and the players just will not put two and two together to get it and you'll be like but this was so goddamn simple like why didn't they get this like i can't and sometimes you will you know yeah. kind of cheat no, them a little and give them sense. a little extra i've and seen that, that with some of the puzzles like yeah. we're just like oh, it's yeah. a simple puzzle and we're just like i, I don't know. get it yeah you yeah. know it dude it happens and you'll see it like you'll see it probably like within your first few sessions too um you will put something up that we will have to like do a certain way to get by or something and you'll be like i made this super easy and it'll be like way more difficult than you imagined which is it's funny it really is but i mean there's there's also ways that you can ways around that i've been speaking for a while though chris Um, and i want you to popped into my head as you were talking is just to to pull again from ben's bag of tricks uh the one thing that i learned playing under him is that you need to be prepared for the story to move along regardless of how much information your car- your players pick up. Mm-hmm. Okay. The thing that pops into my head immediately is when we were in jail in the Shadowfell for like a week and we did absolutely nothing. Yeah. We acquired zero information. And <laughs> we, there were ways that we could have gained And there was a lot of shit that we could have done yeah. that Ben told us later that we just didn't do. I mean, I made, I made my magic items, so I... Have- <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I think NPCs, like some two NPCs died, right? Two NPCs died because we did nothing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and there was also your, um, uh, uh, what? Uh, oh, yeah. You, like, talked with your patron. Yeah. He yeah, was there, like, and there was a way to get over to him. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Like, no, we, there was. We did, <laughs> we did a lot of, like, was. personal forward movement <laughs> as opposed to, like, active story information seeking. Right. Yeah. And that's going to happen a lot. Because maybe not a lot. It depends on your scenario, but players are first and foremost like they're playing a game and they have an idea for whatever it is that their character is going to do, and that will find its way to attach itself to the story. But a lot of the time, players are going to be focused on driving their narrative as it relates to your narrative. Mm-hmm. And if yep. they're driving theirs and not so much following yours, you need to be prepared to accept. Uh, mm-hmm. And find a way to make your narrative continue to move along, even if they don't venture into that. And if that means consequences, like two really cool NPCs fucking bite the bullet, and then later Fuck somebody's yeah, like, "That was your fault." Yeah, like dude. that's a thing to do. Yeah. All right. Yep. Yep. No, it's it's a, that's very valid, my man. Because <laughs> if uh, especially if there's like uh, if there's information that can only be found via certain skill checks. Like there, there. You have to obviously be prepared for the uh, eventuality that somebody might not make them, or somebody might not even think to ask to make them. Some they might not go there. Uh, so it's uh, making sure that your key details are never locked behind a DC that's either easily missable or too high that no one could get it. Okay. Because that's right. a, I, right. I've seen that that's done, shitty. and that's yeah. rough. Then you get halfway through. 
you know, an arc, and the DM's like, the, you know, he drops this big bomb on you that nobody gets. Like, it doesn't, it, it lands flat on the table, and nobody mm-hmm. looks as surprised as the DM wants, and he's like, this would be way more cool if you guys had figured this out, like, a month ago. And we're like, when were we supposed to figure that out? <laughs> and the DM's like, well, back in the library, there was a book that none of you found that you needed, like, an Arcana 20 to blah, blah, blah. And it's like, none of us, ha- none of us could have found this. But, I mean, <laughs> even if, like, okay, so... In in those kind of situations where we don't, like, say you have that book and we need to find that and that'll kind of, like, put all these clues together and we don't even fucking look for a book. We just pass through the library and leave. Um, or blow it up. Right. There's there's <laughs> more likely. And I'll do it again. <laughs> Shatter. Shatter. The best, the best spell Nog ever learned. <laughs> um... And I mean, there's there's just ways around that rather than like what happened with Chris, which that sucks, dude. I'm sorry, but um, yeah, like there's okay. Then on your way, there's gonna be uh, I don't know, like my favorite NPC to throw into games, the crazy old guy that sounds like he like is just rambling about nothing, but actually, like if you listen to him, you can pull some like really good information but then he also talks about how purple tastes and shit you know what i mean (laughs) like there's i love that npc and he's who i kind of like like to fall back on when i need to give the party information without any kind of like without holding back like they need to have the info to go to that fucking mountain where they're gonna find that cave that they need to go down then they're gonna talk to the old guy that's gonna tell them about like i don't know this darkness within a hill or something that's, yeah. you know, through the path okay. and up yeah, the woods. Yeah, if, if your like, players miss every softball underhanded throw for the lore, don't be afraid to just give them, like, a little deus ex mach, yeah. you know, like, here's the answer, you idiots. Yes. <laughs> Alright. And you can, uh, you can fudge rolls, too, like you were saying. Oh, like, where, yeah. like, if you say you set, like, a DC 16 for, like, mm-hmm. a perception check or something like that, and you go around the table, but, like, I would like not tell if we pass or fail going around yeah like, well to the end say chris gets a 15 we get 12 and 10 you can be like 15 gets it you right. can give us yeah. a little bit yes. or you'd be like you catch something out of the corner of your eye over there but you're not too sure what it was and then just right. pretend it was small and then that chris will be like but what was that yeah so then right. chris will take it'll be like chris's idea to go further yeah. into it right so you don't give all the information just a little yeah. bit yeah. if they're not quite on if that they're, yeah, yeah, if right. they don't quite catch it like breadcrumb them yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I always give them uh, actually a, one of the best advice that Ben actually gave was uh, just last week was um, always have them always give them a question to answer, and that's a perfect way to yeah. do it. Well, and that's then, nice. Then yeah. they have a question like, "What? What the fuck was that? Yeah. Like, where did it yeah. go? Why isn't it there? I know I saw something. I don't know what it was though. Like, you know, it gives that that question." And um, and back to uh, what Chris was saying about, like, people are role-playing these characters. And at our table, like, we're, like I love our group. I think we're very good. I'll even pat myself on the back right now. I think we're all very good at role-playing. Mm-hmm. And we all kind of, like, go into our characters. And, um, and we do a, a, a relatively, like, really good job. Uh, I, I very rarely see us kind of, like, step out of line. You know what I mean? Of of what what we think our characters will and won't do. We were bullying five out of character for like a cup for a while there. Like at least a month. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, we were doing it. that specifically to Steven's character five. This is had, why I had violent tendencies. Yeah. <laughs> so he, he had 
like a little <laughs> side side. It wasn't little, it was a medium size. It was like a medium size. It was like a porcupine cougar. Uh, and basically, the joke was it kept dying, and he could bring it back with a spell slot, which like isn't like mechanically taxing. But for five, it was pretty taxing to keep losing someone important to him. And so then, out of character, we would all be like, "Oh, I guess we got to kill six again." <laughs> and like sometimes it felt like it was real, and like five reacted a little bit. <laughs> So other than that, we're great at saying it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> but yes, no. Um, use that. That's that was where I was going with that. Is just use that. So I mean, let's say in the next campaign, someone's a um, like a a really like lawful cleric or something like that. You can kind of push. Right, I know. You can kind of push the narrative through that player, or I mean, honestly, anybody with a patron. And give them a dream and you know depending on who they are as a character then you can kind of like get them to go where you need them to go that's always know? something i'm careful with though yes because i have seen uh too much <laughs> i have seen campaigns entirely ruined over the fact that uh a dm would lack the ability to move the story along mm-hmm. without the existence of a deity or patron. And over time, even if it doesn't intend to be that way, it appears to the other players that you've now made this one player the focal point of the entire session. Mm-hmm. And that sucks. It's a, it's a great tool to use at first, is mm-hmm. what I'll say. Um, when I was getting the party together after the... Um, um, after we transition to the my campaign from the Dragon Heist Waterdeep, uh, when that happened, I used the uh, I basically used that and both of the dwarven characters um, to have them find each other and then find the party. Yeah, and like it all ended up working together. And once they were together, like I stopped using that, but you can also use it in different ways. Like not the patron thing, but I mean, if you know that there's a character, like for instance, uh, Chris's character in our campaign that we played hated bullies. So if you throw somebody in that's trying to take advantage of someone smaller and weaker than them, then you know his character isn't going to stand for that, and he's going to go up. Same with Yorick. Like, they would have definitely gone up and been like, hey, cut the fucking shit, or I'm going to smack you upside the head. You know what I mean? And you can use that to either throw in some kind of conflict if things are getting a little boring, uh, have kind of like a little side quest if you wanted to throw in a side quest, or if you wanted to push your narrative, like your own uh, narrative, you can throw that in there and it can, you know, that, okay, all of a sudden that dude that we just saved is an NPC that you wanted us to meet that is going to tell us where to go next, you know what I mean? I hope that's helpful. <laughs> no, no, that's, no, it is helpful. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. I'm uh, just excited to play about D and D now. Honestly. Yeah. Just, yeah. yeah, yeah just, just really hyped about D and D. Right. Right. Got anything else for us? Uh, I think, I think that was like a majority of my, like questions. I think. All right. Cool. But uh, yeah. uh, let's just do just a real quick, uh, just as a fun thought exercise, the three of us, uh, one one thing, one thing to tell. No, to tell a new DM, because he's oh, a new oh, DM. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> ah, he yes. was making numbers at me because there are four of us at the table, guys. <laughs> well, he said he was having a hard time reading earlier. I just wanted to follow up. And agree this <laughs> so, yeah. And you, you, I guess, yeah, if you have something you'd want to tell yourself or another new DM, like, mm-hmm. 
let's just one thing, one crucial thing, like boil it down. What's the one thing you'd tell a new DM? Zach, start with you because you've been real quiet. Oh God! Yeah, pressure. <laughs> 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 pressure. <laughs> pressure. <laughs> uh, uh, pass, 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 pass. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Like thirty seconds. All right, Zach goes last. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're the fucking man, dude. Uh, hell yeah. Um, okay, number one thing. Uh, don't go too big too soon. I made the mistake of doing that. I made this campaign that this, like, huge thing in the world was based on the back of uh, four level four characters. And then we Bullshit. all fucking died. <laughs> and then they all died. <laughs> so, I mean, it just, it, it was, I went way too big too soon. Um, or, well, just way too big in general. Like, uh, you don't have to make it some kind of, like, world-ending thing. You make it town-ending. <laughs> and then they're still going to be invested. Or maybe not if it's, like, an evil campaign. But, I mean, still. Just don't go, don't go too big. Because what ends up happening is um, you'll overwhelm yourself with the, um, the amount of influence that you need to have in the world and that the information you need to get to your characters and the speed in which they're getting it and how fast you got to kind of like push the story forward. And, you know, it just like it. And then you start crossing like tight rope in this, you know, railroading stuff to pushing the narrative type of thing. And I think I did it well. I don't know. Did I railroad you guys? Not really. Okay, cool. I mean, Sweet. we died pretty soon, so... Yeah, no, it was really quick, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, what I would say, uh, and this is this has always been kind of my vibe for just D&D in general, is everything you do should be in the service of fun. Mm-hmm. Okay. At the end of the day, like, D&D is supposed to be a game. It's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be this, you know, this adult pretend time where you just get to hang out with your friends and pretend that you're all in, like, Lord of the Rings or something for a little bit. And if at any point any aspect of the game on either side of the table infringes on the fun, uh, it's your responsibility to rectify it. That's it. That's it. Fun is the number one goal. That's definitely pretty good. I definitely agree. Fun is is the most important. I feel the same way about D&D that really is just about, like, having a good time and, like, just telling the story. So then, like, for us, it's a big thing to remember is, like, we're trying to tell our character's story, and you're trying to tell the story of the world and how they interact. So as long as you just keep falling back on that, okay, should yeah. be good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're just a, a group of friends playing pretend. You know telling what I mean? Story, yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. And we're, it's, it's, that's a good thing to bring up, too, is it's not your story, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's your world. And influences that you're placing upon the characters, but it's all of our story. You know, we're all writing this together, yeah. which I think is the funnest thing about D and D. You know yeah. what I mean? It's it's like that's what makes it great is that we're all creating this huge thing all together with our own influences into it. And yeah, you're the you're gonna be the catalyst and the you know the the guy rearing the horn. I don't know what the fuck am I talking about? All right, I'm you're gonna you're, keep gonna, going, you're gonna be the showrunner, but. Yeah. Yeah, captain of the ship. Yeah. <laughs> that one's better. Use take two. <laughs> All right, thanks. All right. <laughs> um, you're, uh, you're the stage director in a play where your entire cast is basically giant children. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With <It> magic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'll I'll, uh, I'll say one more, if that's cool, because uh, the... So you have a DMG, I'm guessing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, you know the encounters page on what seventy two eighty two something like that. Just go to the table of contents and find it. For yeah, sure. yeah. Uh, um, have major, that he can read. <laughs> <laughs> have that have that thing down. There's also a, a website I can show you too that I always use that was really good, and have. Um, levels of difficulty of encounters set up for the campaign and if you want to like you know um if the players do something stupid and there's a random encounter that happens because they did something stupid uh it's really nice to have those numbers uh and there's a good like math equation that goes along with having the proper um cr level creatures that versus number of players and you know to make it either a fair fight or an unfair fight or like a crazy difficult fight that you know they might be able to win or um just a super stupid super easy fight that they'll just oh okay one dude could take all those guys out or whatever you know uh it's just good to have those and what i always what i like to do with that is i would have those down and then i would have the templates that i'm going to use if they're gonna fight in the woods these are the these are this creature this um snow wolf or whatever the fuck it was called, that's going to be my template, but that's not what they're going to look like, or that's not going to be the breath weapon that they use because mm-hmm. we're nowhere near the snow, but that's the proper CR that I want them to fight, and it's in the woods, so that's what I... You know what I mean? Like, so it's 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 good to have that stuff planned out so that when that time comes that we either fuck up or uh, just roll poorly if that's how you're going to do it for random encounters, then you'll have something already planned out for us to smack in the face. And like you said, with like us messing up and rolling poorly for me, like I am personally, I'm like always comfortable with my characters dying. Like mm-hmm. if it feels right for you, it feels right at the moment. Or like yeah. we do, we make a big mistake. Don't be afraid to kill an important NPC to kill yeah. one of us. Yeah. Like yeah. there, I I really love consequences in D and D. Yeah, I've, uh, that yeah. is that is one other thing. I've touched on this a lot in in past episodes, but uh, do not be afraid to kill your players if the result of their actions is that they die. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. There are a lot of DMs who are very like anti-player killing because they're like yep. it's it's no fun, it's no fun. But if there's no actual risk or consequence. It's you're not, not playing a game. Yeah. Like if, if you can't yeah. lose, it's not a game. If we go into the guards and let's like attack the head guard. Yeah, if we just run into the guard shack and just go buck wild, yeah, then we deserve it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah absolutely. <laughs> or if they're like in the middle of a town and they're surrounded by guards and they still continue to fight and fight, and then there's this one that's described as a barbarian that's a giant beast that you saw just one shot like an ogre then and they keep wanting to fight even though you've given them a couple outs to stop then i mean kill them instead of trapping they them won't take your them outs in a so this <laughs> is for won't. you guys to keep in mind because you guys are players <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We will do something stupid. I assure you. you know, it's a guarantee. Second session. Oh, so what? Uh, let's okay. Um, let's let's talk a little bit about this. What are you planning on for uh, like a level type of thing? Have you thought of that at all? Uh, well, I'm thinking because I'm thinking we'll we'll do like a like a precursor like one shot. Yep. Um, and that'll I think be level four. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then. 
I'm a little unsure for the campaign. I'm debating whether I want to do it like level one or do something like level three so everyone can still have their like subclasses picked out at least at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but it'll probably be like a, like a good campaign is my thought. Like it won't be an evil one. So yeah. I'll probably cut that out. Very good focused. Um, any ideas as far as like your potential for how, how long it'll go out? Because I know Ben was usually pretty good for setting. Like you're going to start at this level, and by the time we're done, you're going to be roughly this level. Honestly, and for I mid-maxers got maxers like me that helps a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I got no idea, honestly. Just, on that's that fair. Yet. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's fair. So I guess like for what you said, first one versus level one versus level three. I think like the benefit of level one is combat's going to be like a lot smoother. Yeah. It's going to be very quick. And then level three, if you could think about it, like to us, it's a low level character, but a level three character is a developed character. Sorry, they found their own, they found like their position yeah. in their own like hierarchy of what they want to yeah. be. Level, uh, I've, I've said before, level three is when every, sub, every character turns on. Right, which is why if you do one, we kind of like might fall into place as a group and like then kind of like as a group form up like, well, I am this for the group. And then like Chris yeah. would be like, well, I'm this for the group rather than... Right everyone come yeah, together because like okay. yeah i started in late in the session with you guys but it was still pretty low level and like starting where we all started kind of gave the group the chance to form the the dynamic that it ended up with mm-hmm. and i started even later and you started me. even later yeah. and it but that's zach makes a good point like the lower you start it things will go slower as far as like the uh the general build to your story, but it gives both you and the party a chance to really get seated in your roles. Mm-hmm. Like in the seven, the like the level seventeen game that we started off with Ben, like we were supposed to have like years of history between us because we like conquered multiple evils together, and it was like kind of hard to fabricate that. Right, especially because it was like the combats took so long, yeah, the and it was took like, so long. <laughs> and we, yeah, yeah, it was just. It was hard to like bring that into the yeah. characters. Yeah. Whereas, like, if you start us at level one, we can, it's okay if we don't know each other, and it's okay if we don't know what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody's just trying to figure out. Yeah, your their... wizard's gonna have three HP, but you know what? Yeah. If you just don't let him get hit because he yeah, will die. Put him in the back. Put him in the back. Yeah. So I, I guess that's a good question since you asked me that. Is like how how was one gauge like how long a campaign should go? Like, because where I have no DM experience, how do I know how long my campaign's gonna take? So. um... So I always I always look at games as uh, arcs, right? Okay. So you have this overarching arc of like this is the start, um, and this right here is the big bad that we're going to get to and fight at the end, and it's a giant arc in between, and then in in the midst of that, there's all these little arcs, right? Um, and those are like the little things that we're going to do in order to get to the end. Uh, now, <clears throat> you can kind of base it off of uh, those like little arcs and how long you can kind of estimate little arcs be- <laughs> way better than this. Okay, how long is it going to take for them to get you know the to the week trip town across to gather all the information and then go into the cave and come back? You know what's that going to take? What like I don't know uh, probably. A couple levels, let's say, and then you have that estimation, and you kind of go from there. Um, probably the best advice that I just thought of, okay, <laughs> while I was explaining this that Ben gave me, is while you're giving the information to the players at the table. There's okay, so there's the beginning, 
then there's that uh like beginning middle middle uh beginning end end right at that uh beginning end time period they should have all of the information they need to uh like have this campaign done and over with they should have everything at that point and then the rest of the campaign is okay how are we going to solve this big ass problem that we have you know um but that you can like that's how you can kind of like branch off these mini arcs of um you know, how, what information are they going to gain with this one, then this one, and this one. Okay, now it's time for the end, you know, or however many you put in there. And then you can kind of estimate it from there. Does that help? I mean, I think so, yeah. So I guess, like, I I won't be able to get, like, a full idea of how many, like, sessions it's going to take. Yeah. But I got an idea of, like, how I want the story to, like, yeah. progress. The, like, I want you guys to hopefully, like, reach this point, hopefully reach this point, And then you'll find the, out things. So XP or milestones, Steven? <laughs> Uh, Paul, uh, well, I was thinking XP, but... I feel like if you do milestones, it gives you one less thing to keep track of. Yeah, my... It's... Yeah. That's what, uh, that's, that's what I went with at, at first um, because of that. It gave me one less thing uh, to worry about. Uh, then I could, like, those templates I was talking about, I could have them an entire, like, point until the next time they level up. Um, just remember that... If you're going to start at level one, which I think is a great suggestion for a new DM, yep. you know, those, that arc is going to be a lot smaller than, like, not arc, sorry, but that ch- time period to level up is going to be a lot different than later on down the road. Right, you'll you know? be leveling up a little quickly at first, but it'll slow down as you go on. Right, and I mean, you could actually do it however the fuck you want. I mean, true. You know, going from level one to... Level three, and then from there, however the fuck you want. I, I would say those one and two, leveling up from one to two to three, yeah, that can go a little quicker just because that's, you know, you. it's, I think it's beneficial more for you than anyone else to start at level one. And I also think as a player, like, progressing to level three on, uh, like, it taking more than a uh, less than a month, you know, of gameplay, four sessions, you know, to get there. That I think would be great. <laughs> I don't know how to say it without sounding Level like an one asshole. Level one is the uh, constant fight for your life. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. It, level one is rough to play. Yeah. Because like you literally can't do anything, and if you do choose to play a wizard, you are like one crit from a rat away yeah. from death. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's rough. And? 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 Now welcome to the segment where we answer questions about D&D from the internet and you listeners. And we answer them OTSB style. Whoop, 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 whoop. Oh. Props to Ben. That's exhausting. Yeah, no, that was, that was, yeah, that was, I couldn't have done it. Good job, I'm though. proud of you. <laughs> I really am. I'll hug you later. Like, you Oh, know. please don't. No, just like a man embrace. No, but like don't. He's asking though. That is like one of our questions. Can he hug you like a man embrace? Oh, it's no. actually on here on, yeah, on on the list. I got yeah. the I got that, the Wow, that. that must be the updated version. I don't I don't have that. Yep. So uh, no. Get it in there quick. No. The answer is no. <laughs> so he said no, listener, dear listener. And so we I mean, respect I'll consent hug you. here yeah. on. Oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, all right. So uh, we'll just kick off this first one here. This one will be. Uh, mm-hmm. This one's. I think this one's pretty fun. Uh, party found a solid spot on the bridge for a showdown. The dragon thinks of it as his breakfast nook. His 
Breath weapons next. It's cone shaped, uh, including the dwarf and spellcaster. Uh, what are the rules regarding the dragon turning its head to try and engulf the entire area? So I think I want to direct this one to our our would be DM. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look at this bridge. We can just stay here, right? We can fight the dragon from here. Hey, you stand on that side. I'll stand on this side, and then if he breathes, you or I won't get hit, right? DM. So, I mean, <laughs> so the, the wording on this is a little a little fuzzy, but I right. think the gist of it is so there's this bridge, there's at least two party members, but I assume yeah. there has to be more because like dragon's breath cones are large. Right. Um it seems like what they're asking is uh what are the rules regarding positioning? Like can can a dragon breathe its breath weapon and then turn to the left to hit the guy that's outside of the area of effect of the breath weapon. Right. But the breath weapon, my thought is the breath weapon is like a certain size already, right? Mm-hmm. And it does like a certain amount of damage. So I yes. think... So like, mechanically speaking, I would say no, but at the same time, if you wanted to do that as the DM, you probably could. Yep. But my thought is you could like reduce the damage because you're spreading it out more. Correct. Right, right. That's I think one thing that's, you could do. I think that's a brilliant answer. Um, the way that I look at it is, you know, each round is a certain amount of time, right? So that breath weapon, if it says that that breath weapon takes one round or oh, you can only do that once per round, that means there's a very specific amount of time that that takes to come through that dragon's mouth and blow out at the creatures, right? So yeah. there's not enough time for that dragon to turn its head. That's how I would look at it as a, you know, trying to picture it in in the... Um, in the actual, like, uh, fantasy real world sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, also, I, I love the idea of, it, as a DM, if you wanted to do that, yeah, sure. But that's, it, the damage is going to be half as much. You know, if you're able to just make this widespread breath weapon of hitting everybody in front of you, then, yeah, damage will be halved. See, the way that I look you know. at it is, like, thematically, you can make it <laughs> encompass a larger area. But, like, mechanically, I would say no. Because for me, the way that I think of a cone is it's already turning yeah, its head it's to already... produce the cone, which is like the difference between like the ones that do a line, oh, where they're like going they're like, like that, that's up. their action, and the other one is spreading it that way. Yeah, that's brilliant. I like that a lot. So yeah. I think that like no, thematically, makes... you can be like, it covers the entire yeah, bridge, but... but the one who's just a bit out, but you manage to find cover just inside. Yeah, mm-hmm. just inside this, edge. The, this edge or you tuck shield in, right. or whatever. Um, and if you want it, and, if, and I'll take the, the mega ultra technical approach, uh, put it on a grid. Put it on a grid. Put the dragon, like, move the dragon around the grid. Like, I guarantee you there's a way that he can get everybody. Figure it out. Dragons are smart. (laughs) Seems likely, right? If it's on a bridge, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. How how big is that bridge? That, yeah, yeah, that matters. How big is is the bridge? How many party members are there? You know, (laughs) what? Yeah. Or if it's like a red dragon, like if the bridge is made of stone, you can have the stone heat up as they're getting hit, so they might take some residual like yeah, just heat some residual damage. heat damage. You still want it to feel yeah. impactful. Yeah, there's there are plenty of ways to to go about you know getting across the desired effect, which is killing your players. <laughs> Feels a little harsh. A little bit, but um, but they are in the breakfast nook, I guess. All right, uh, here's I like this one because yeah, what I, else you got? I like this one. This one's good for us, I think. Um, because it relates to us, all of us as players. Uh, hey guys, what are some good rewards for characters that are doing a great job at role playing besides inspiration? Uh, so there's, I forget the That's name. It's a great of it. question. <laughs> uh, but there's a magical sword which is 
it, if you use it in combat, it breaks. But it's like it's encrusted with jewels, and it gives you advantage on charisma checks with nobles. So say oh, your characters are like yeah. finessing like people of like stature, and they're kind of sliding their way in that way. Maybe they're like, oh, you've like right, like what they're saying resonates with like the noble, so the noble gives them this sword, which would give them advantage with other nobles, and you would kind of spiff that and dress it up a little bit to where yeah. like instead of nobles, it might be a very grassy knoll bent up staff that gives you advantage on. Checks persuading druids, something like that. Uh, I mean, the easy answer is there's tables for that. <laughs> In the DMV, there's tables that you can just have. That's your... so fun. That's not outside the yeah, so, You're right. Yeah, no, you're it's like absolutely in the stat right. That's, That's why... exactly in the block. What I know, what I I'm thinking, what I want to, what I want to toss out as a as a theoretical here, and I don't, I don't even know if. This is uh, if this is feasible, but like, what are some non tangible rewards for good role play? Easier checks. That's a good one. Or no check at all, depending on what they're trying to do. If you that's true, like have if, like a great speech, then yep, yeah, I've been I'm partial to that one, which I've never gotten to experience because nobody I play with is <laughs> into role play. It's depressing. <laughs> um, Steven wrote a whole speech in our other game. So. I didn't get to say it till after the game was over. Yeah. <laughs> we got a fast forward we, a little we bit. Fast, we went into the fight too fast. I'm like, shit. <laughs> Hold on. Time out. Hey, dude. Dude. Speech Bro, time. back up. Speech time. All right, we're going to fight you in talking. a minute. We're going to fight you in a minute. Need to talk to my boys. Back up. Yeah. So hold on a second. <laughs> so I like that. The, the elimination of... All right. All right. All right. <laughs> Dear other players. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, at that point we had armies because we were very high level. So he, Tavana, his right, character. Yeah. So was I was like cool. literally flying in the air and like on fire, and it was like pretty yeah, cool. It was really, nice. It was really cool. <laughs> but yeah, I like that. Like no, the that elimination of a of any kind of like a check related to something. Yeah, like a social uh, social event in the game or something like mm. that. Um, there's also the obvious like this. This one gets a little a little dicey. I've seen this done, and I don't personally know how i feel about it yet is if a player like really commits like a tiny amount of xp is yeah. is always a, a good enough and, and i'm not yeah. talking like a major amount but like i've seen it done uh and, and dm of mine like if somebody fucking comes and commits like the whole time never breaks character never looks at their phone is like down to clown the whole time he'll toss him like an extra 100 xp at the end of the session another player's like what the hell and it's like well in, in this man came to play. <laughs> See, uh, that actually brings uh, up a, a great point, and this is uh, this is something that I can't even remember where I heard this from, but I, I think it's so brilliant. Is um, actually Chris? I think it was you. <laughs> um, but uh, brilliant, I doubt it. Fucking <laughs> uh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, no, uh, the, the so when you're when you have your players like in a town, right? And they're, uh, you have this idea of, like, this is the info that they need. Okay, they need to end up here with this info, right? And there's multiple different ways they can go about getting that info to get to that endpoint. And there's um, also really quick ways, but they, they can get there and won't have all of the info, but they can get there to do the thing. Yeah. And then it's still done. So if the players, like, want to sleuth through the entire town and they do like a good job role playing through all of it and get all the information when like halfway through they could have gone there that they knew to go there 
<clears throat> and they chose to get all the information they could and then go there, like, um, my suggestion, boost them. Give them some extra XP for that kind of stuff. Because uh, then, then you're rewarding your players for, you know, kind of going through and dotting the I's, crossing the T's, getting every bit of information. I think that's more clever. I think getting more information is always good. And um, throwing a little XP for proper roleplay, I think, is brilliant. Uh, it, it, I mean, obviously, you know, factor that into what you're doing personally, but... You know, throwing a little XP when the players are are doing a great job uh, RP. That's yeah, no, that I think that's a, a brilliant way to go about it. And I mean, with our table though, we I really don't think you'll ever find uh, um, us kind of stepping out of the RP. You know, like it, it, except for like the bullshit jokes I make every now and again, and then I'll be like, okay, no, he didn't really say that, yeah, but right. let's go. Yeah, I think you know what I mean? Like, there's but, gonna be times like that, because that's my personality, and that's how I have some fun, but um, as far as, like, the actual actions that my character does, I, I make it very true to the person that I envision. Yeah, know? we're all very good at that. Yeah. yeah. And I don't yeah. think giving XP for social stuff is, like, even outside of the realm of, like, how D&D 5e was, like, intended. Oh, yeah. Because they consider, like, each character's built for a number of, like, encounters per day, and they count social, they count social, encounters, social as encounters, encounters as encounters because yeah. some characters have bonuses that they would <coughs> use spells or abilities during Exclusively social encounters. Exclusively for yeah. that. So right. it's, like, totally, I think, within yeah. reason to give, like, you've, like, either maybe potentially avoided a future encounter, so you give them the XP or, like, half of for talking their way out of a bad situation mm. or anything mm-hmm. like that. That's that's one that I've uh, I've done before is if you if I have something planned that's supposed to be a fight and you manage to talk your way out of it, absolutely. I will give you not only the experience that the fight would have been worth, but I will give you extra experience no, for 100%. actually talking. Nice. Yeah. See, no, I'm stingy. I would have done yeah. half. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm very benevolent. Nice. No, if, if there's I, I torture players in other ways. If there's <laughs> if, if there's an outcome that uh, I totally didn't expect to happen, and I expected it to go one way, and to be like this grueling thing and they like found this crazy creative way to get around that and like get out of it unscathed i'm gonna be like dude that was amazing here you fucking go (laughs) you know um but yeah no i was uh you guys actually did that in the cave oh um yeah no and i was very impressed like they got their i can't remember how many there were i think there were like five um what were they Grem, gr- goblins. There were five goblins. Yeah, I know. I always call them gremlins. <laughs> there were five goblins. Goblins and, are people, okay? Yeah. <laughs> they no, goblin lives it. matter. I get it. Calm down, Nog. <laughs> uh, and, uh, but they, they ended up getting out of I think there was actually more than that because there were some that were injured. So I think I threw in like seven or eight or something. It was a pretty hefty fucking battle because they were only level four at the time. So, I mean, it was a hefty battle that they were going to have to go through. And then very shortly after that, I had rest area that they were going to be able to go into um, in this cave. And uh, that they were already told about that was there. And so they're going through this and they just were able to talk their way out of it. And they all, like all the goblins left and they were able to walk down the uh, um, cave. And I was very impressed. Like, I, I thought that was brilliant. I was like, that was awesome. I was just expecting, like, fucking sword and board. <laughs> but nope. 
And uh, just as a as a fun way to round this one off, as our you know Stephen, as our as our new DM, like trying to ignore all of the crap that we just poured into your ears. Right. Uh, what? How would you handle that? Like, how would you reward? Uh, you know, really in depth role play. Uh, I mean, I like the experience bit, but at the same time, I'm thinking not to give them the experience necessarily because it's going to help them like get ahead of the other players, but just as like a just as a nod to them, like even if it's just 50 XP yeah. that nobody else gets, it's like you were paying attention, you were yeah. you were trying the whole time. Like exactly. I recognize that. Yeah, it's Perfect. I think it's more about the recognition than actually giving them a physical reward in game. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. That's and, and like we just kind of all reference social skills that could also be pertaining to like really good note taking or like really good yep. at piecing yeah. together puzzles as a character. Like there's more than that, just like the social checks. That yeah, we just it's just about. the social checks because that's that's a lot of where your role play really yeah. flourishes. Mm-hmm. All right, I like that. Um, I think we probably got time for one more here. Oh, oh, wait. sorry. Uh, Jesse has a point to make. Yes, if you're using milestone leveling, then you can do something uh, um, as simple as like it's very meta. But I mean, instead of like being like, here's a little extra XP, you can be like, hey, you got um, you know ten gold pieces throw that in your bank account you know what i mean just something that's you know like you know tangible the way xp is that you can you know look at your character sheet and be like oh sweet i got something extra out of this you know what i mean like oh i got a pat on the back platinum four (laughs) (laughs) Uh, daddy gave me a bonus i'm going to move on it's weird huh steven Okay. Dad DM. All right. Yeah. No. Uh, didn't you have a, a question? Oh yeah. I guess I was just gonna. Yeah. So we could wrap. We could wrap with that. Yeah. We have. Yeah. We we do have one last question. We it have is one from... last listener slash guest question. Yeah. From fan, fan favorite, favorite reoccurring guest. Yes. Yeah. You're not gonna be yeah. fan favorite after this, but I'm well, I'll be reoccurring. <laughs> oh shit! He's confident. Right, please. <laughs> I, need, I need I need this in my life. <laughs> I, we haven't had D&D for 2 weeks and this is my only social interaction. <laughs> I'm so lonely. Uh, <laughs> all right. What do you got for a sec? Uh, for me like cuz like we've talked about milestone leveling up and XP leveling up. And my favorite part about leveling up is feats. And I love feats and I so like what is your guys favorite feat and why? Ooh. That's a, and the funny thing is, is uh, he, so Zach mentioned this to me earlier before we started recording, and I went, oh man, I have no clue. And I forgot to think about that this entire time. So now I'm at that same level about an hour or so later. <laughs> so, Steven. All right, I actually have one of mine, so it's perfect. That's perfect. perfect. All right. Except I don't remember the name of it because it's so new, but because uh, it's in Tasha's. Because mm-hmm. normally. Oh. Normally, I would have gone with something like Alert or like I loved Observant or like Magic Initiate, but now I would have gone with, I think, it's like Expertise Initiate or something yes. Expert. Where you get oh. Expert. What's it called? Skill Expert. Skill yeah, Expert, yes. Yeah. I plus love one it. in a skill. You yep. get an Expertise in a, uh, uh, I mean, a plus one in a... Um, proficiency. Yeah, you get a Proficiency, a plus one in any uh, like stat... And then there you get the expertise in something of your choice as well, which yes. is that just is just amazing. Really yeah. good feat. That's, like, that's how I. That's how uh, my dude in the level twenty fight. That's how he was able to have expertise in stealth. Is I took that so that I could stealth expertise, and I had. A, oh yep. Right. I had the plus twelve. <laughs> Right, I just took it for like extra ones because I was already a rogue, so I already so, yeah, had a just, bunch, yeah. and I was like, I might as well have seven expertises. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking 
plus 17. Is that what you had for stealth? Plus 17? I think so, because I think that's like yeah. what I could get without going over 20. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's fucking wild. So what do you got, Zach? Uh, so I've actually never used this feat. I just love the idea of it. Uh, so in Xanathar's, they've released like racial feats specifically. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, and I've never okay. played a gnome, but I love the feat for the gnome. It's called Fade Away, and it's... If you're, it's usable every round as a reaction in combat. First off, it boosts one of either Dex or Int, which is great. Yep. Uh, but if it's like if you take damage in combat as a reaction, you can use cast invisibility on yourself for one round. Yeah. Which I just love that. Like you can dress that up so easily. You can oh, like yeah. make some custom smoke bombs or yeah. something like that. I, I just think it'd be like a lot of fun to roleplay. So yeah. I, hypothetically, it's my best, my favorite, but. Right. So yeah, our, yeah. That's I suppose I should have led with that. Are we gauging favorite by just like personal favorite or by like actual utility? Like mobile and lucky are the best feats. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, so if we're, we're gonna win those, those yeah. don't count. And alert. Uh, those are like Alert's the big good, three. Yeah. Those Alert's are the big three. Really good. I, Sharpshooter and um, great weapon master. Great. Yeah, yeah, but we're talking about what are the, what's the coolest? Uh, what makes your character your character? Oh, yeah. Right. Um, right. I don't use it very often because I don't often play uh, what I would call intelligent characters, uh, but keen mind. <laughs> oh yeah, keen mind. Mm-hmm. That's my second favorite. I love keen mind. <laughs> But feel I feel like, like that's like can, a DM nightmare, though. It yeah, is. I just say, you can use Keen Mind to bully your DM. <laughs> right, yeah. It's so fun. Well, that happened three three weeks ago, Steven, so can you describe it for me? Because I remember it like it per- perfectly. It says it right here, so just re-describe it. For yeah. me. Just take a sharp the, uh, right in your book. <laughs> the, I, it's either the thing with Keen Mind that I kind of like the most isn't so much the perfect memory. It's, um, it's the uh, always knowing which way is north. Mm-hmm. That one. I use that one to torture DMs because they're like, you're lost. And I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> oh, um, that's a good point. Uh, what is the actual uh, verbiage of that? Of keen mind? Yeah. Uh, you gain a plus one to intelligence or wisdom. Mm-hmm. You have uh, an, uh, you have a, basically what amounts to a photographic memory for a month. Anything yep. you have seen or heard, you recall perfectly for up to a month. That's so And badass. you always know which direction is north. Uh, and it's just int plus one. But oh, then okay. you also, in addition to that, it's you know how many hours are left before the next sunrise or sunset. That's mm-hmm. the other one. So it's just like any information that is useful, you pretty much just have yeah. it memorized. Basically, yeah. it's, it's the it's perfect, so good. it is the perfect feat for an adventuring party. Yeah, yeah. I feel like, uh, I feel like throwing that with a ranger would really help that ranger class. <laughs> Maybe ranger should just like get it. Yeah, <laughs> really. Having a rough go. Yeah. yeah. I was we actually We have a whole episode about that. <laughs> I, I was actually thinking about going with a ranger just to kind of like as a like throwing Steven a bone of like I'll, I'll take a ranger this one. It's first time out. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. I was actually going to see if the everybody at the table wanted to play a party full of rangers. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> I couldn't even get it <laughs> and You're only be in cities all the time. Only beastmasters. Beast <laughs> the Jesus. worst. Oh my You'll God. have a real easy time. We will die. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, what a terrible. Anyone know what class. they're thinking? But what they want to play? I know it's far out potentially. Uh, I I yeah, we'll get to that in one second because it's my turn to talk about my feet. Oh, you got one now. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Give me more uh, time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's actually one that. So I've I've played a lot of the martial classes, right? I have yep. played a paladin. I played a fighter. Um, played a fighter twice. <laughs> uh, I've, actually, I've played a fighter a few times. I played a bard, but the bard was a sword and board. Um, so, I mean, like, uh, I've played all of the 
characters I've played so far have been really, you know, on, on that martial side. And something that really helps that class is um, I'm looking at you, Stephen, because you pretty much know everything. <laughs> I mean, no, but uh... I know, I know, which I think is going to make it really good when you DM um, and give me extra points because I'm real stroking that ego right now. But uh... <laughs> no, it's the feat that uh, adds proficiency to any of your uh major skill or not skills um uh, uh attributes i can't think of words where's ben ben always helps you me mean like this. the skilled one the one that's just called skilled is that what it is yeah where you get like three new proficiencies or something no, or... no 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 that's where you get three new skills no it's it's the one where it just all it does is adds one to the um uh uh okay does it help the saving throw strength dexterity um all of those you can add what are those called come stats? on yes sure those they're not stats they're um ability checks abilities thank you all of your ability main abilities uh strength dex intelligence wisdom um charisma and the other one that i left out there constitution, constitution uh you can choose one of those and you'll get a proficiency in any saving throw oh, oh resilient. yeah resilient yes yes yes, okay. yes, yes. <laughs> a fantastic feat yeah so long, feat, long trip but we got there right. <laughs> so the feat that i pick is resilient oh what's that one? Oh, that's that <laughs> yeah. one what you do is uh you can add proficiency to any uh role that you do and you can put it into any ability that you have like a saving throw yes Exactly. So any saving so throw, not any throw that you do, just saving throws. Just yeah. saving yeah, throws. Yeah, okay. the saving yeah, throw that one to that ability. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's what it is. That that's one. awesome. That Thank is, you. Steven. That is a good one. You're welcome. Um, all right, and with that, if you've been with us this far, thank you again. Uh, this is another 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 really really long one, but we made it. We got questions in this yes. time. I said we were gonna do it, and we fucking did it. <laughs> and we got guests. I and we mean, got guests. We got guests and questions. Yeah. We got no Ben, right. which is you know a little it bit is, on the down. Yeah. But no, we got a is. new fan favorite. So yeah. uh, oh, <laughs> I'm reoccurring. Though. And the reoccurring <laughs> fan favorite. Yeah, we got a new fan favorite and the fan favorite that. So when is this is recurring. done, we're just gonna draw a circle in the ground and let them fight over it, and whoever wins is the one. That gets to come we back. Did, we have I done this for, in the battle royale. Stephen won. I did. I did win that. I was gonna say I vote for. I vote for Stephen. Give me level three. You're gonna be the first one to die. Are you probs? So yeah, thank you guys for listening this far. Um, check us out on Twitter at OTS Block. Uh, check out our website outside the Uh There you can you know send us questions, comments, whatever. If you've got something you want us to like a story you want us to read or a topic you want us to address, you know send it over there. We'll check it out. Uh, and I've been Chris. I've been Stephen. I've been Ben. <laughs> no, you haven't. Oh, oh. I've been Zach. <laughs> and I've been Jesse. Go play pretend with your friends. Subscribe. Say it again. Subscribe. There you go. That's pretty good. <laughs> That'll do. <laughs>